I'm live. I'm semi-live. I'm kind of, sort of live. I am very live. I am live on ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com. I am live on the YouTubes. And I am live on Comedy School, on Facebook Live. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, moms and dads, children of all ages. My name is Tony Visick, and you are watching Living on a Thin Line with Tony Visick. This is your daily distraction from all the weirdness, anger, anxiety, and hoopla going on in the world today. It is July 3rd, 2020, the year of our lard. 2020 AD, Amino Domini, um, going with the uh, Julian calendar, the old Roman calendar. That's how we're going right now. Uh, tomorrow is the 4th, as uh, my great-grandmother would say, the 4th of July, Independence Day. Uh, we will be broadcasting tomorrow at 7 p.m. We will not be broadcasting Sunday, July 5th. We will not be broadcasting July 5th. We're going to take a day off. We've taken, hello, Tina and Mike Lawson. We've taken uh, one day off this entire time. And um, that was a Sunday as well. So um, uh, we're not doing it. Uh, it's not the Lord's Day or anything. We're just, uh, we need a break every every little once in a while. So uh, we will be taking a break Sunday, but we will be with you tomorrow at 7 p.m. for the big comedy jubilee, uh, the pre-fireworks Living on a thin line. Uh, it'll still be uh, bright and sunny here in Arizona at that time. So uh, we'll be waiting for the city of Maricopa and its infinite wisdom. And I don't say that with uh, sarcasm this time. Hello, Lauren Molliver. Hello, Sippy Wong. Wong. Boy, that came out wrong. I said Wong wrong. Um, uh, they are going to do a bigger and more spectacular fireworks display than they normally do because they want everyone in the city to be able to see it from their homes there will be no mass gathering in a park for this year's fourth of july celebration in uh, the little hamlet the little burg where i reside and i think that's a smart thing i think it's a good idea um i never went and i've gone to very few large fourth of july gatherings to be frank with you because i uh, i get creeped out in large crowds i get creeped out in large crowds unless the large crowd is sitting in front of me. So um, uh, I've always had a little PTSD with crowds. Um, so I've never gone anyway. There has been a there have been times that I've gone to um, large gatherings for 4th of July. My fondest memory, my fondest memory of a 4th of July celebration uh, was almost before I had memories. And I was a little bitty kid, little bitty kid, and... Uh, we were a working family, you know, which some people might uh, classify as a, a working class or working poor. Uh, we lived in the city. We lived in North St. Louis in a uh, three-family flat. We didn't know we were poor. Everybody in the neighborhood lived that way. Everybody was fine. It's not like anybody was missing any meals. But uh, my dad got tickets through his work, through the union, through the United Auto Workers for the... Uh, Moolah Shriners Circus. So the uh, Shriners, which is a benevolent organization, used to do, uh, used to do, uh, uh, Lauren Oliver says there's a comedy gig joke, economy, <coughs> comedian who doesn't like large crowds. Well, you know, if you'd followed my career from 86 through 2000, you know, he never had a big fear, did he? Uh, <laughs> I played some big crowds. 
Uh, mostly, though, I played nightclubs, anywhere between 50 and 300, sometimes 400 seats. That was it. Um, when I was a little boy, my dad took us to the circus. He got tickets. And Shriners are guys who wore like Fez hats. I don't know. I don't know anything about the organization at this point. What I do remember, I've forgotten. I remember they had a funny name, the Moolah Shriners. They had a, like a Fez hat with uh, what was like a, the symbol that's on a Turkish flag. We should find out about these guys. Anyway, got tickets to the circus. I remember that, and but I don't remember the circus. But I remember my father holding me the way you hold little kids so that their head is slightly above yours. So you get them kind of up like this so that they, you know, it's kind of an amazing thing when you're a little child, when you're, you know, under two years old or three years old. Watching the fireworks, my dad going, look, Tony, look at the fireworks. Look at the fireworks. And somehow I remember my father holding me and my head being a little above his and thinking how wonderful the world looked from that height. And I remember those fireworks, and I remember that moment. That is my fondest 4th of July holiday. It's not to say that for many years I didn't have a good time on 4th of July. I don't have a good time now. Um, I've had Epicurean delights on 4th of July, and I've had uh, the deeper, more satisfying moments of spending it with uh, family as an adult. Um, for the last few years, my wife Shirley and I have pretty much, uh, we've, had, um, we've done a couple shows on 4th of July in Tempe. Uh, although uh, some organization then started buying out the Tempe Center of the Arts on 4th of July, and we weren't able to perform there on 4th of July. But uh, we've done shows. But this year, like a lot of years, we'll be home. And, and for many years, we would just walk up to the end of the street and be able to watch. Uh, there's a casino, and the, um, uh, the Native American nation up there puts on a, a, a fireworks display. And then the city, and we can kind of see one in front of us and one off to the side, we can kind of triangulate and see two great fireworks displays right from our little street. And tomorrow, as a bonus, we'll be able to see an even better one because that's what the city's planning. I think that's a wise thing. I think if you're going out and mingling a large crowd right now, you're goddamned insane. I really do. I think you're a fifth columnist. I think you're a colluder. Uh, that's my opinion. Okay. And uh, you are, of course, welcome to yours and you're welcome to agree or disagree. So we'll be staying home. Uh, 4th of July, but we will see fireworks. I did make a promise to someone, and I think it was Mike Lawson, that I will video myself running around my pool with a sparkler in my hand. I said that's how I was going to celebrate, and then I will jump into the pool with a sparkler in my hand. I will video that, and I will put it up after we do it. I'll put it up uh, Sunday night or Monday for all to enjoy. Okay, we're going to be doing that. I will, of course, be doing my traditional 4th of July barbecue. Uh, that is a real barbecue holiday, man, 4th of July. It was when I was a little kid. It was, was when I was, it was when I was a young, drunken adult. We still barbecued on 4th of July. Because that's American. To me, that's American. Barbecuing on the holiday. Uh, we will be barbecuing under my brand new pergola. Okay? And uh, swimming in our backyard. Uh, and yes, we do have a pool. <laughs> be weird if we were swimming without a pool. We're just dirt swimming out here. You know what? We're just going to dirt swim. We're going to imagine it. Um... I might do that. If I didn't have a pool, I might just dirt swim and imagine it. Like Jack Nicholson watching a baseball game in one flew over the cuckoo's nest. If you remember that scene. So uh, using their imagination. So anyway, that's what we'll be doing tomorrow. We'll be barbecuing, watching a fireworks display being uh, uh, brought to us by the city of Maricopa. And thinking about all of you. But tomorrow at 7, I'll be back with all of you. Okay, to, um, to do whatever the hell it is we do here. Uh, and here's what we do here. We build this show around three things. We're on three platforms. We do three things. And what are those three things? 
We, uh, well, what are the three platforms? Here on Facebook Live, Tony Visick on my normal page, uh, YouTube on the Comedy Schools channel, and on our internet-based radio station, Comedy Schools, radionetwork.com, where we have almost every one of these shows, along with great interviews from our past, uh, in, from our past shows, either when we were with AM and FM radio or doing uh, podcasts. So uh, that's right. Two years ago, my brother Jer, brother Jer, hey Jer, how are you? Uh, flew here on a plane to catch a baseball game. St. Louis Cardinals playing the Arizona Diamondbacks with seats that were given to me by a wonderful guy named Steve Miller, who used to work on the uh, the media production crew down at Chase Field. Worked for the uh, worked for the Diamondbacks. Uh, Jerry says it's an air-conditioned stadium of all things. Indeed, it is because. Um, there are days, man, I just dropped, hold on, I got to get some. I just, I just dropped today's uh, uh, bauble. Um, there are days when it'd just be too damn hot to sit out there and watch a baseball game. Uh, that, it has a retractable roof, Chase Field. So on certain days, you can open up that roof and you're outdoors, but when it's too hot, you can close that roof. Um, Arizona and this surrounding area, okay, Mesa, Scottsdale, Tempe, Phoenix, is the home of the Cactus League. And for about one month out of the year, this entire area is flooded with people all over the country to come to watch the San Francisco Giants and Los Angeles Angels and Chicago Cubs, etc., play minor league ball out here. And it was kind of a tough thing this year uh, because the pandemic hit right in the middle of the minor league baseball season. As a matter of fact, I'm starting to hear... No, not minors in the league. I'm sorry. Spring training. Spring training. So there will be a right in the middle of it. And baseball game just shut down. People stranded here from Chicago, San Francisco, Los Angeles, other cities, just stranded here. And for one weekend, the comedy clubs were packed. Packed because people were looking for something to do. We weren't packed because we got shut down at the Tempe Center for the Arts on the same day that... Um, all the uh, spring training games got shut down. Hopefully, next year, they'll be able to have spring training here again, and everybody will have tons of fun. Uh, but, yeah, that's right. Two years ago, uh, Jerry and Evan flew out here, and we all went to a baseball game. Jerry did that a few years before, but it wasn't on a uh, – it wasn't on 4th of July. It was in uh, – but it was in June. It was in June when Shirley, Jerry, and I – and we got a very cool picture. Uh, Jerry flew in. It was right when the Tempe Improv – under the previous owners, was shutting down. It might have been the weekend that they shut. No, it was uh, uh, the week before it shut down, and we moved to the Tempe Center for the Arts. I always had um, uh, important things happen around baseball games, and I am looking forward to the end of July when we'll all be able to watch the NBA and be able to watch Major League Baseball. Hopefully, they're able to uh, continue to find ways to do it with important safety protocols in mind so anybody watching live and anybody playing will uh, not get sick. All right. Speaking of someone who won't get sick, the guy who used to be on this won't get sick. The guy who owned this won't get sick, because what is this? This is a human bone. That's right. I own a human bone. Uh, I was joking around with my wife one time, and she asked me if I went up for something for my birthday or Christmas. I go, I'd like a human bone I can make a necklace out of. I was kind of thinking of Stevie, Stevie Ray Vaughan with uh, those bear claws he used to wear uh, on a, a chain around his neck when he played guitar. 
And I said, they'd be cool. They'd be like, you know, like something far out. <laughs> so um, there's a place called The Bone Room. She actually ordered me a human bone. I think this was a, uh, what they call a clavicle right there. This was some guy's clavicle. Some guy who walked and talked and breathed. Now, some people think it's creepy. You can order a whole skeleton. I can have a whole skeleton in here, okay? But I got this bone because supposedly I'm going to make a necklace out of it someday. Like, uh, you got to be careful when you drill. But drill a hole right there, and then just wear it around my neck sometime. Have all my hair down and sunglasses and wear this, shirtless, and then go out in the front yard the first day of school when the kids are back uh, with my chainsaw. Hey! Hey! <laughs> Remember that weird old man in your neighborhood? Everybody went, he's a weird old man. He was just bored. That's weird to me. No, that, yeah, Shirley says that's weird to her. But you know what? She'll think about it for a while, and she'll get used to it. Yeah, she'll go, you know what? Okay, this sounds fun. Uh, I think everybody should own a human bone. I do, and I think you should too. For those of you on Comedy School's radio network, you can't see this bone. It's the clavicle. It's like what goes from the front of the shoulder up to the... Uh, all the way over to uh, the neck bone. The shoulder bone's connected to the neck bone. Something like that. Human bone, I own. Okay? Uh, I can hear the one time I heard the little grandkids talking about it. Selma and uh, Sullivan right outside the door. Going, he has a real bone. And, and then, like, Sullivan's mom kind of pick him up. He, Grandpa Ace has a bone. A human bone. So, uh, I think the only people who are impressed by this <laughs> are little kids. I don't know if you are. Uh, Tim Lawson says, happy 4th of July, mask too. Yeah, if we go anywhere, we'll mask up. We're masking up. Remember the thing about uh, connects to the sternum, sternum to the scapula, says my brother with the college education. Uh, Glenn Vroman says it would be more impressive to wear someone's pelvis. I don't know if it would be impressive, Glenn, but I know that uh, it would fulfill a fantasy of yours. So... <laughs> Happy 4th of July, Glenn Vroman. I think I probably spent a 4th of July or two with you over the years uh, when you lived in Phoenix and we were hanging out doing comedy together. Each and every one of you, I wish you a uh, happy 4th of July. I hope you find a way to have fun. Like I said, Shirley and I are staying home. We're not having people over. We're not going anywhere. Uh, it's more important that we once again rebend this curve. And it can be done. Okay? Can be done. Okay? Then go out and mingle with some big crowd. Uh, I don't understand the hoopla around masks. It's not a ma it's it's a mask, it's not a muzzle. It's a mask, it's not a muzzle, okay? You put it on, you go to the store, you do your business, uh, you get home, you take it off, you get in your car. I take mine off when I get in the car. Uh Glenn Roman says he's going to mom's to cook a dead cow. Damn it, Glenn, you know what? That's a little creepier than me owning a human bone. You go to your mom's uh, house to cook dead cow. I mean, I know what you mean. You're going over to relatives to a barbecue, but uh, I, I like your uh, terms. So that's our little trinket for the day, a human bone, ladies and gentlemen. You can have one, too. All you have to do is go to theboneroom.com. I think I'm not advertising for them. They don't pay me. Bone Room, they still send me emails, and you can buy a bone. All right. Let's get to the music, because the music matters. Uh, two artists here that we've talked about before on the show, but the albums are of significance to me. The first one here is, and I, the thing is, I bought these when I was a kid, somewhere before time I, before I was 16, somewhere between 13 and 15, probably closer to 13, working in 67, 68, and 69, all three summers I worked at uh, public pools, uh, two, uh, one year at uh, House Springs Park Pool, 
two years at Lockwood Valley Pool, the third year as a uh, lifeguard, as a lifeguard. I used to work there taking tickets, cooking burgers, picking up trash, sweeping, you know, being an all-around gopher. Uh, didn't get paid much, but God, was it fun. By the way, if you have a son and you live near a public pool and that son can get a job there, or if you have a daughter and you live near a public they get a job there, let them get a job there, but show up several times a week unexpectedly. Okay? <laughs> show up several times a week unexpectedly just to keep them on their toes. Uh... Tina Mike says, can you buy a boner there? Uh, you can. It comes in pill form. It comes in pill form. I don't think you can buy it at the bone room. Uh, um, Tim Lawson is, uh, st- they're still under stay at home. You know what? Smart. It's smart to be under stay at home right now. It just is. Okay, let's get the music. I think about this as 13 years old. This is Best of Cream. This album, not that interesting of an album cover. Just a bunch of uh, uh, fruit and vegetables. That's all it is. Eggplant. It says eggplant. That's the only thing it says on it. Okay. Pumpkins, eggplant, tomatoes, turnips, cucumbers, uh, best of cream. Uh, And on the back, of course, are the legendary players of the band Cream. Jack Bruce, Ginger Baker, and Eric Clapton. Jack Bruce, Ginger Baker, uh, and Eric Clapton. On this album is... Sunshine of Your Love, Badge, Crossroads, White Room, Swabbler, Barned Under a Bad Sign, Spoonful, Tales of Brave Ulysses, Strange Brew, and I Feel Free. One of my all-time favorite songs off of this is I Feel Free. It's got that little acapella thing that starts at the beginning. I feel free, bump, bump, ba-dum, ba-dum. I feel free, bump, bump, ba-dum. What's amazing is how many of these songs were written by Jack Bruce. I Feel Free was written by Jack, uh, Jack Bruce. Um, Sunshine of Your Love by Jack Bruce, Peter Brown and Eric Clapton. Uh, Badges by Eric Clapton and George Harrison. Crossroads by Robert Johnson. Uh, White Room by Jack Bruce, Peter, uh, Peter Brown. Uh, Swablar from Jack Bruce, Peter Brown. Bunner, Born Under a Bad Sign. Booker T. M, Booker T. Uh, Booker T. and the MGs. Okay, and William Bell. Spoonful by Willie Dixon, Tales of Brave Ulysses by Eric Clapton, and Strange Brew by Eric Clapton, Felix Papillardi, and Gail Collins. So quite a, an amalgamation of legendary writers. Uh, we've talked about it before. Uh, Crossroads by Robert Johnson was written in the 20s. Um, yeah, Tim Lawson says all those pools are filled over. Uh, yeah, they are. How Springs Parker Pool is filled over. Uh, Lockwood Valley is filled in over. Uh, somehow that became... Not a viable business any longer. Somewhere in the 70s, the, um, uh, the, the uh, large public pool with a lot of uh, camping and picnic grounds. Uh, and that's kind of sad. That's kind of sad for uh, the House Springs High Ridge area. Uh, anyway, this album cost me, I think, $3.99, which was a lot of money back then. But the cool thing about an album like this is that I couldn't afford to go out and buy each album as Cream put them out. The Israeli gears, etc. cetera. Uh, uh, I couldn't afford to buy them. It was just too expensive. But you get all their hits on one album, and they actually put all the hits on it. And I loved this album. Uh, here's something you didn't know. Crossroads was recorded live at the Fillmore Auditorium in San Francisco. The legendary Fillmore Auditorium. So Sunshine of Your Love and Crossroads, of course, being their two biggest hits ever, 
you still hear them the minute I say them. Great album, great songs. I don't have to tell you to go back and listen to Sunshine of Your Love at Crossroads. That's burned into your brain, our white room. Okay, but uh, go back, YouTube or Google, I Feel Free, and tell me that's just not the coolest song you ever heard. Tales of Brave Ulysses, too, is kind of far out. So listen to that. And, of course, Spoonful, but I Feel Free would be the song I would recommend to you if you don't know it or you have forgotten it. Uh, the next thing we're going to recommend is also something we've talked about on the show, but also an album I bought almost exactly around the same time. Okay? Here it is. Jimi Hendrix Smash Hits. Jimi Hendrix Smash Hits on the back, playing Cowboy. The Jimi Hendrix and the Experience, uh, which, of course, is Mitch Mitchell and Noel Redding, uh, neither of who... Um, uh, went on to uh, do anything major after that. They didn't join any large super groups and continue on uh, after uh, Jimmy uh, left us. As uh, neither did the Doors. When the two Jims left us, Jim Morrison and Jimi Hendrix, um, we were more aware of uh, uh, the members of the Doors um, than we were of the Jimmy. You know, with the Doors, we we kind of thought of those uh, other players, you know, Ray Manzarek, et cetera, uh, as viable on their own. But we didn't think that way for some reason of uh, Mitch Mitchell and Noel Redding, probably because the Jimi Hendrix experience, and I think about it, broke up before Jimmy passed on. One of Jimmy's last albums had Buddy Miles on drums and someone else on bass. But this is a great record, and it was a great record when you were 13, the Jimi Hendrix experience. Once again, they're all playing Cowboy on the back. Horses all dressed up like desperados. More of a kind of looking like more like uh, uh, banditos. Okay. It says giant poster enclosed right there. And I seem to remember the poster. Of course, that's lost to us. Um, but it was a great album to have if you were a poor kid in Missouri and you couldn't afford to go out and buy every new release by Jimi Hendrix because on it was Purple Haze. Yeah. Fire, uh, The Wind Cries Mary, Can You See Me, Hey Joe, Stone Free, Manic Depression, Foxy Lady, Crosstown Traffic, Red House, Remember, and All Along the Watchtower. One of the greatest musical collaborations of the rock era, Jimi Hendrix doing his version of a really spooky, trippy Bob Dylan song, All Along the Watchtower. Now, what was the problem with owning best of albums? There they are. Best of Cream, best of Jimi Hendrix experience, is that your more wealthy friends, or should I say usually their parents were more wealthy, are the kid who was selling pot out of his parents' basement, kid named Terry. Um, they could afford to buy those albums. So when you were talking about these bands, they would bring up a cut off of Disraeli Gears or off of Electric Lady Land. You go, oh, that's, that's like his best tune. And you didn't know what the fuck they were talking about because it wasn't when it was played on the radio on a regular basis and you didn't have it because all you could afford was the best of albums. You know, you felt good about yourself that you didn't just have to go out and buy singles, 45s. You're able to buy an album, but you missed out on some of the deep t cuts and deep tracks on uh, like Electric Lady Land or on Disraeli Gears. <laughs> and then other people be talking about the deep tracks and you just kind of sit there looking at them going, yeah, that's, you're right. It's, fuck, it's a cool song. It's very, it's very fucking cool. You know, and after a while, if a kid was a real jerk, they'd start asking enough questions 
to find out if you actually knew about the song. You don't even know the song, do you? you Shut the fuck up, man. And then, you know, uh, you get in a fist fight. And because you were boys with long hair, you fought like girls because you were grabbing each other's hair. Um, And uh, uh, that traumatized me. (laughs) It didn't. Uh, I now own every one of those albums. I have them. Okay. All right. You know what? I think um, I think I've done my damage today. I the only thing we, the ComedySchools.com gang has going for you this weekend is tomorrow night our, our special 7 p.m. comedy jubilee. So please tune in for that before you go out and look at fireworks. If you can look at fireworks from your front yard, from your roof, from your backyard, you don't have to be uh, packed in with a bunch of people. Your chances of not getting sick and living long enough to see this all come to an end uh, are greater. Then if you go, you know what? We're just going to go and be cheek to cheek with a bunch of strangers so we can watch a bunch of uh, explosions. Okay? All right. Uh, everybody else out there, you have a good weekend too. Thanks for tuning in today to probably the silliest show I've done in a long time. Glenn Roman called me a fuck pipe. Uh, that's a word I made up myself. It goes like this. It goes, fuck pipe! Like that. Whenever uh, I, It was usually at somebody. You know, it was just something you just said. You just shouted out. You know, people would be talking. I'll say, you know, fuck pipe like that. People go, what? What was that? I invented that, and Glenn loves it. I invented a lot of things, many of which I cannot talk about here. Champ, you have a safe fourth, too. Looking forward to more pizza reviews. All right? It's, it is a good word. It's two words, Glenn. It's two words. We've got all levels of education uh, watching today. My brother with a Ph.D., me with a year and a half of junior college, and Glenn, who checked out in the third grade. <laughs> Glenn, I love you. You're one of the greatest guys I know. You are always loved and appreciated and always welcome in Phoenix. I got to go. I've been saying that for a while. Shirley goes, you know how many times you say goodbye? She goes, 15 minutes. Usually half your show is you saying goodbye. I just hate to say goodbye. I just hate it. All right. Goodbye. I'll see you tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock. Mountain Standard Time. Arizona Time. You know, Jerry has an MFA. Master of Fine Arts. Isn't that what you have, Shirley? She, Shirley has a Bachelor of Arts. Jerry has an MFA. My brother has an MFA. My uh, wife has a Bachelor of Arts. I have a year and a half at junior college. Glenn has a third grade education. Kevin Brown laughs his, says, laugh, laughing my ass off at fuck pipe. Uh, we've laughed. And we've learned. You've been watching Living on a Thin Line with Tony Vizic. See you tomorrow night. Bye-bye.